Hey, Real Nerds listeners, there's many ways you can interact with the Real Nerds podcast. You can email us at realnerds at gmail.com. You can hit us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You want to check us on Facebook? You can. Just look for Real Nerds Podcast. You want to leave us a voicemail? Just call 720-6NERDS5. You want to listen to our episodes? You can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Camera action. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can talk to film. I'm sorry, take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet, voted on by me. Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see a new movie and podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Stay tuned because we will recommend the film or not, play the trailer, then spoil it. I am joined this week as every week by Brad. What's up? Hey, Brad, you sound better. Do I? Because I still have my friggin' cough. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't You don't sound like <laughs> So I am uh, a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Brad Bot Supreme. <laughs> Brad Bot's trying to make a comeback, and I'm, I'm using this Delsum to stifle him. Yeah. And this week, we also have Corinne. Hello, everyone. And uh, the reason we have Corinne is because... Corinne has this uh, last couple weeks. She has unveiled her. Is it your third annual or fourth annual? Fourth annual because we started it in 2020, and then so 2021, 2022. So yeah, 2023. It's our thir- our fourth one. Uh, movie madness, and this year Corinne focused on sports films, and she's here to. Give us the lowdown of her movie madness this year. Yeah, just wanted to thank everybody who participated. I think we had a, a very interesting bracket this year, how the different matchups worked out. I was surprised that Sandlot went out as early as it did. Um, uh, you say I, I interesting matchups. Don't you pre-plan these matchups, though? It, it seems like your bracket was heavily tilted to get the films you wanted in the final. Uh, you 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 could argue that, sure. But so why don't you do it? Why don't you do it randomly? Because that seems more, um, you know, the right way to do it. And you asked me for a list of sports movies. I sent you like fifteen, and you picked like one of mine. Hey, I had I had multiple of your movies in there, Ryan. Don't give me lip about it. Well, then you picked the Big Green, which is garbage, and. Brad sent me the big green and I agreed with him. I'm like, yeah, nobody ever talks about the big green. Yeah. There's reasons why it's like how nobody talks about Ninja Turtles three. It's just better. left unsaid. How dare you? (laughs) Is it too late to say that I actually think Ninja Turtles three is not that bad of a movie or you keep Ninja Turtles three out of your goddamn mouth. I was trying to build the bracket so we had a diversity of sports and a diversity of athletes because otherwise, like a lot of the movies skew male athletes. And I liked the big green because it's a co-ed team. Yeah, so because women's sports male and female. I don't know. I'm just trying to, to build a, a fun bracket and I uh, just wanted to announce. Yep. Next time, leave our, the big green out of it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to announce that our, our final matchup was Cool Runnings versus Remember the Titans. And Remember the Titans ended up winning, I think, by, like, one vote. So it was crazy. Um, but congratulations to Remember the Titans. And I just wanted to come on the show tonight to talk with you guys a little bit about the movie and celebrate it. Because, I mean, it was on my 2000 film explosion list. It was my number one. But I know I'm not the only one who loves this movie. I've never seen it. Ah, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I I will say that it was I think the in the final four that uh, bracket with remember the Titans and it had some like fifty something votes is the most by far. Yeah, I think someone picked it up, like someone retweeted it, and then like all their followers 
uh, yeah. voted. Yeah, it was kind of weird how that randomly happened, but I was like, hey, that works for me. Love that movie. I was surprised yeah. Ford v. Ferrari went as far as it did, but I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't be because, I mean, everyone loves that movie. It's such a dad film. I'm surprised Space Jam got knocked out in the first round. And I think it's really just because it was the first poll, so people weren't like onto it. Yeah, that and I honestly I mean I mean is Henry is it Henry in the room? Is is Henry around? I think Space Jam is one of the most overrated freaking movies ever. Well, you take that back. No, that's true. And then the only way it got better is because they released the uh, second one, and that one is worse, so it elevates the first one which isn't a good movie honestly space jam has one of the best soundtracks in all of sports movies i honestly cannot believe how hard all the artists went on that soundtrack it's like you guys realize this is a movie about michael jordan getting kidnapped by the looney tunes to play basketball against aliens from outer space yeah people love it you know i'm I'm saying it's not good henry just morphed out of the wall and put a knife to my throat oh shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> well, I mean, Ryan, do you like Remember the Titans? Oh yeah, no, I I do really like that movie. Um and that's that's why I wasn't sad to see that one win. Um Cool Runnings is fun, but I never was enamored with it like a lot of people were. Mm. I mean, it's got John Candy in it and everybody loves him, but also, you know, it's so quotable. You know, Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. They're like Isanka, you dead? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I mean, terrible obviously, Jamaican obviously, impression. Obviously, you remember the film, but Brad, do you remember the endlessly quotable Cool Runnings? <laughs> I've seen Cool Runnings once in the 90s, so yeah, I, I don't remember the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I see pride. I see power. I see a bad junior who won't take nothing off of nobody. And this week on Offensive Stereotypes, Corinne. <laughs> some more of that Jamaican accent. Yeah, Not cool. I, yeah, I said it was bad. <laughs> yeah, inappropriate. Like, <laughs> so yeah, remember the Titans. It's probably my favorite sports movie of all time. I, 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 love I mean, the any cast. film I think that's it's, anchored by Denzel Washington oh, has sure. to be a really good film. He's just one of those people that when they come on screen, you're just drawn to them. You know. Hmm. Well, like yeah and it's like motivational speech the movie i rewatched it right before i put together the bracket i'm like gosh dang this movie is so good it's got such a great soundtrack and um i love the moment when they play ccrs up around the bend during the championship game and just that whole montage that happens and just mm, it's such a great movie well i can tell you why this was rigged too brad i sent her basketball and she even put it in the fucking bracket I've never yeah. seen it. I don't even know what that is. So? Why does it always have to be about you? Why can't we just have like some cool movies on there? It's called Corinne's Movie Madness, Ryan. I'm the one yeah. who puts this together. I know, but you you, you, you tilt it so it, your stuff wins. It should be a little more random. What you should do is send me the list of the films that you want to put in there, and then I'll randomly assign them a bracket, and then you put then we post it. I think the mm. real compromise is you just need to do an April movie madness and just do all the other sports movies that didn't go on the first yeah, one. And then that winner do. can go up against Remember the Titans. Oh, I like that so, idea. For like, ultimate, ultimate movie madness. a loser's madness. bracket? A consolation yeah. <laughs> bracket? Consolation That's bracket. That's the way the NBC World Series used to do it. And I always like that format. Because then at least you have to lose twice before you're out. And then you can do a non-sports thing in May and then just like by January have a super ultimate mega movie bracket of different <laughs> genres going up against different genres to be the ultimate movie winner of all time. And and honestly, too, I'm really upset because uh, the day that Happy Gilmore was going against Ford v. Ferrari, I got really busy at work, so I couldn't um, rig the vote. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell people to vote, and um, so that's why I'm really upset. That's your own damn fault, then. I do wonder if we should move it on back onto Facebook, because I think the first year we did it on Twitter and Facebook, and that was too much. But then Facebook, like, their whole page setup changed, so we couldn't run polls there anymore. 
don't and think we, you have a choice. I think we lost a lot of interaction. Polls are being phased out for Twitter, non-Twitter blue users. So yeah, don't you have a choice. Yep. Yeah, we'll just have to have people comment on their favorite, you know, like write in your comment for your, <laughs> you know, like a write in ballot. That should work. It's already hard to get people to click a button to pick which one to vote for. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just proud of all four of our uh, winners over the last four years. We had the Princess Bride. We had Beauty and the Beast 1991. We had Logan last year for our Marvel versus DC bracket. And then this year we got Remember the Titans. So there I think go. people are picking some good movies. And you can do a, a, a movie madness of all the best winners together. Yeah. Well, after we've done this for 16 years, we can do that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Brad thinks outside the box. He's not a... He he plans out. He's like our Kevin Feige. He's planning out each phase. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I said with Brad, um, when we did the bracket announcement, we could revisit the sports movies again in a future year, but do the pre nineteen ninety movies this time. So, that if anyone's interested, <laughs> yeah, that, does, that does not sound fun. <laughs> so, like, like the seventies longest yard. Um... <laughs> What else? Hoosiers? Uh, Rocky would Major be in League. There. Rocky. Field of Dreams. Old Durham. The Natural. There's lots of sports movies that are pre-1990. I, I want baseball mm-hmm. in there. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Fuck. That, that's fun. I've never even heard of that movie until I met you, Ryan. Or Shaolin Soccer. You're the only I've ever heard talk about it. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wrote an article of, I think is my 149th favorite film of all time. And that's the article I wrote that's gotten the most comments and likes. So people love that movie. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I have never heard of it until I met you. Well, yeah, that's because you don't watch anything but anime and British shows. So. <laughs> I just told you yesterday, I haven't watched an anime in almost two months. And now I have depression, so thanks for that. Well, you make choices in life, and that was yours. So, anyway, congratulations. You, you don't have, like, an anime you can just watch an episode of and you feel better about? Um, Yeah, but that's what Ted Lasso's for. <laughs> so good. Everybody go watch Ted Lasso, but congratulations to Remember the Titans. For winning Movie Madness 2023. If anyone has ideas for Movie Madness 2024, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. At and she won't pick it. <laughs> I said ideas. Yeah, exactly. I gave you gold. I gave you gold films. And you're like, um, hustle. <laughs> yeah, you know don't you, you had hustle on your film explosion list last year. Yeah, and you had Hustle, and uh, you're like, and you know what, I think The Big Green, a movie nobody's heard of, deserves a spot on there. You're literally talking to two people who have seen The Big Green, Ryan. I've seen it too, and I'm just saying it doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate. I think the best part of Big Green is, uh, I think it was either the uh, Opus and Bill or the uh, Timon and Pumbaa short ahead of it on the VHS. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I can just take a poll right here. There's three of us in here. Uh, Brad, the big green or basketball? Oh, basketball. Oh, see, two, two, two to one. Two to one. It's like Ringling Brothers runs this podcast. Is that even a thing anymore? Does anyone know, does anyone know what I'm talking about when I say the Ringling Brothers? No, they, they went out of business. I heard they're yeah. coming back, though, without animals. Oh, yeah, I think I heard that, too. Good for them. No more exploiting and killing innocent animals. You know, good for them. Now they'll just exploit people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, normally we talk about the film of the week, but Corinne has some thoughts about trailers. Well, I'm sure you guys do too, but I just wanted to join you for the trailers part. Okay. And trailers we're going to talk about are? Spider-Verse, obviously. Yeah, looks fun. That's it? That's all you have to say? This is Spider-Man, Ryan. 
uh, it's a Spider-Man that they try to make cool, and it's not my Spider-Man. My Spider-Man's name is Peter Benjamin Parker. <laughs> yeah, he's in the movie. He's got a, uh, a daughter no, now. That's the, that's the wrong Spider-Man, too. What? So you don't <laughs> care at all about Mayday or Gwen or Miles? He's totally oh, pulling one over on you. Oh, <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, again, the animation is a freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm laughing. I was at a comic store. Uh, it's like this little one. I don't, I don't know if you've been to it. It's like comics and toys on Bowles and Wadsworth in across from Southwest Plaza. Uh, yeah, it's, kind it's of a, hard to weed through. Yeah, very much so. Um, but I was there and <laughs> hey, uh, I, I got this, uh, there's this Green Goblin variant that I got there and they happened to mention the spot and that that's a really hot comic right now. And I told them that I have two copies of the first appearance of them. So how much are you willing to give me for the first appearance of spot? Because I'll trade it for a really cool comic. And he thought about it really hard. And my whole, I was really excited because I bought those comics, I don't know, 20 years ago. And, uh, they were a dollar 50 and, um, the spot is a really stupid villain. And it did, the, the the trailer did not uh tell me that it's still not a stupid villain. <laughs> I, I think he's kind of at the beginning, I mean he's in the trailer. It seems to me that he is like the the villain that gets beat up at the beginning of the film. That he's, you know, the the D level villain and that's gonna be his contribution to Spider Verse. Uh, okay. Corinne, you wanted to talk about Spider Verse. Um, I'm really excited. I, I'm curious as to see how the whole... podcast works. Is people have to talk? It can't be dead air. I haven't seen the trailer, right. so. <laughs> oh, you should check it out. It's awesome. I'm trying to see less trailers, so I'm surprised when I see movies. The what? <laughs> Where do you go? I was saying I'm trying to not watch trailers so I can just have more fun being surprised in movies so yeah yeah I I think this one there's a lot going on in the trailer I don't um, it's an interesting take that Spider-Man 2099 is kind of the antagonist in it um, and Miles is going against what he believes is the thread for Spider-Man which I mean, if they're going to pull on this, it's. I'm glad it's two movies. That's all I can say, um, because I'm, I'm just Go confused ahead. as to like what their reasoning is. Because they're like, you you haven't lost somebody. Like you have to sacrifice someone to actually be Spider Man. And then they get into the whole Uncle Ben thing. But I'm like, but he lost his uncle Aaron. So I don't know. It just feels weird. Uh. Well, in the com in Spider Man, the Spider Verse is <laughs> it's really compli- convoluted and complicated. But basically, there's um, these guys called the Inheritors, and they go through each Spider Man universe and feed on the Spider People, and they're able to traverse through the Spider Verse on the web, which is in the trailer where all the like the Spider Men are hanging out. Um, and I don't is know that if the lobby. They're, yeah. they're talking about yeah so i don't know if they're incorporating that and the inheritors are going to show up which are super power basically vampire people um i'm interested to see how they pull it off because i mean the trailer is super busy and there's a lot going on in it um but i also have this feeling that there's a lot they're not showing um they're kind of keeping the whole story under wrap um sure which, um, if we want to transition, uh, I also felt like that was sort of the case with the Barbie trailer. Because I watched it and I was like, this looks fun. But also, wait, what's the plot? That Barbie and Ken break out of Barbie world and they get into the real world or something? Yeah, it kind of seems like uh, Black Faction Hero-esque. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, Until I hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that this is a Lego movie situation and that the entire Barbie universe is actually just, you know, someone playing with dolls. That'd be funny if Will Ferrell was still Lord Business in the Barbie movie. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that Simu Liu is also Ken. (laughs) It's kind of a funny joke throughout the trailer where they call everybody Ken and Barbie. Um, And then Alan. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it seems like a unusual film too for Greta Gerwig. Um, I don't. It doesn't seem like uh, her style at all. But hey, you know, maybe she's growing as an artist, and that's what she wants to do. Yeah, I. It seems like there's already this underlying sort of um, feminist message to it with the whole posters that have come out with the whole like she's everything and then the poster for ken is he's just ken yeah all right that's something yeah i i can't tell if there's it's a musical too i mean i don't know what's going on that trailer i mean i'll see the film because it looks fun but is it a comedy is it a drama i don't know (laughs) i would guess it's a comedy i don't know how they would make that into a drama We will find out. Apparently, it's opening the same day as Oppenheimer. (laughs) That's what we call counter-programming to the (laughs) fullest degree. So, any other trailers? I don't know if you guys want to talk about Secret Invasion or something else came out, didn't it? I like Asteroid City. (laughs) You do, Brad! (laughs) Breaking news. Brad likes Wes Anderson movie. (laughs) That is unbelievable. Uh, if it if it does make you feel better, though, Brad, when we saw Dungeons and Dragons, Laura came with me, and as soon as the trailer started, she said, "Oh, that's Wes Anderson." <laughs> she could tell just by how the film looks that that was Wes Anderson. Yeah, he's and really he, uh, honed his unique style. Um, the past couple movies have kind of yeah, had the same look to him. Yeah, but uh, also being different. Yes. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure it'll show up on your film explosion list no matter what. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't expect to see it in the theaters so soon. So when I was watching Dungeons and Dragons, that it was the first trailer, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "It looks so did beautiful." Get, did you get Evil Dead Rise before Dungeons and Dragons too? I like, I get Evil Dead Rise in every movie I go to. It's, I, it, it seems really out of place in some of the films I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a family film. <laughs> I guess Evil Dead Rise is a family film too, but <laughs> on the way, other end. That's when I felt like a horrible dad is when I went and saw Megan and they had the uh, red band trailer for Evil Dead Rise before it. And I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to uh, on Spooled. They have uh, Bruce Campbell on there talking about his three top films. And uh, obviously before they launch into it, he does a little you know dive into like what's going on with evil dead rise and bruce campbell describes it as like yeah the movie's just uh you know your worst nightmare of your family trying to kill you so oh shit yeah yeah corinne you down to go see evil dead rise uh oh yeah totally sounds like (laughs) my type of movie ryan yeah i'm gonna go watch it with two eye patches on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll have one of those like little sleep masks just put it over my eyes or like a VR headset. I'll start yeah. playing Vader Immortal in the theater. <laughs> just use your imagination to lighten it up. You're just hearing all these screams <laughs> and like, they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good just imagining stuff. a Dragon Ball fight. <laughs> Speaking of, Ryan, we need to schedule that soon. I know. I told you when I literally worked so much. Um, like this week, I three of my four shifts are 12 hours. Um, And then next week, I think I have to testify for the state. So for two days on my two days off, so I won't be able to do anything. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got two days of mandatory training tomorrow and Thursday. So yeah, work just sucks for everybody. Doesn't it? (laughs) I hate being an adult. Brad, how's your job? <laughs> Ugh. So many <laughs> idiosyncratic things that I'm I'm constantly cursing in my head about. 
bastards. We don't have enough time on this podcast to go into it. <laughs> Corinne, is there anything else you want to say before we sign you off? Um, I'm curious to see how much money the Mario movie makes. I I'm getting the vibe that it could crack a billion dollars, especially so internationally. I don't know. The reviews aren't coming back too favorably, so right. Yeah, that might it might be a big weekend and a steep drop off. Yeah, I I mean with the Easter weekend and people needing something to do or not do, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. I think it'll make a lot more money internationally. The domestic box office is probably going to be a small portion of it. Yeah, I saw that too. And I don't know. Like, I I remember the first negative review of I saw of it was Jermaine Lucier from old slash film. And that guy hates everything. So I go, oh, surprise. He doesn't like a movie. I think people will like it fine. It might have low critic scores, but I think the audience scores are going to be strong. Like, you know, maybe in the the 80s. Yeah. I mean, I think it looks Oh, yeah. Especially kids. Kids are probably going to love it. Uh, IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. So, I mean, I haven't really heard like that many bad things about it. The worst thing I've heard about it is is the plot is a whatever kind of plot, but the movie's really well animated and stuff. And thrives on like uh, Easter eggs and references. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Hey, as long as it's a fun movie, I don't care. And who cool. knows, Brad? Maybe it's really good. It can't be better I'm... than Super Mario Brothers from 93. So, I mean, nothing will ever be, but... Yeah. Good luck. I'm kind of excited to see it. The animation looks nice, and... Yeah. yeah. Looks like it'll be a fun movie, for the most part. I agree. Well, Corinne, thanks for coming on. Thanks for continuing to do Movie Madness. Sure. Thanks for letting me join you guys. And thanks to everybody who participated in Movie Madness this year. Be on the lookout next March for another bracket. And Corinne, we'll see you at the movies at some point. (laughs) All right. And uh, listen for my new showtime at the end of the show of the episode. Oh, cool. I'm calling and I've got thoughts about things. All right. Double dose of Corinne. Thanks, Corinne. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Corinne, for joining us. Man, I derailed her really easily. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think people would learn by now, Brad? Your sense of humor? Sh- yeah. 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 Uh, my shtick. Well, she hasn't been on in a while, so she's That's obviously true. out of practice. You get, you get rusty and you don't realize that I'm one clever son of a bitch. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Brad, do you recommend a D&D or do you roll uh, Snake Eyes or whatever you roll in D&D that's bad? Uh, the opposite of that. It's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, I, I, I didn't expect much going into it, and I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it. Uh, the characters are a lot of fun. Uh, the story is kind of interesting. Um you know, they actually solve problems without just glossing over or solving it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So it's it's not fully my, you know, when I think of D&D, I think of like a, a Frank Frank Frazetta painting. Um, and this, this isn't that. Uh, it's not Conan the Barbarian level, like fantasy worlds. But um, as far as like a pop fun family film, um, yeah, it's, it's a blast. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I... Obviously, you can tell by my intro, I know nothing about the actual intricacies of Dungeons and Dragons. And I think this is a film that is really good for people like me that don't. I mean, I know enough of it that I recognize things like the gelatinous cube thing. Um, but I don't know enough about it to be an expert, if that makes sense. But this is easily an easily accessible movie. And it's funny, and you're right. All the leads are charming, and yeah, I have a lot. My my wife loved this movie, which I was shocked she wanted to go see it with Kellen and I, and she really liked it too. Here's the trailer for Dungeons and Dragons.
The child is not fit to govern an empire. The forces of darkness. You can control dragons. With the dragon army at my command, I can crush the Empress. This has got to be some twisted magic experiment gone seriously wrong. Have threatened to conquer a kingdom. What can I do to stop Profion? If you can obtain the Rod of Savril, you could control red dragons. I suggest we lay low, let the whole thing blow over, come back, rob everybody. There, there's one small problem. Problem? I kind of committed us to find it. Let the blood rain from Osgar! Trust me. I hate when you say that! Don't touch that! Kill them slowly. You finish the maze, you win the prize. complete this task alone. You know, I love the way you track. I'll get Marina, you get the map. How you get the girl and I get a map? We gotta work out some new plans. I want them found. Do you really think you can steal my destiny? Be careful. You too. You son of a bitch! You played the one from 2000. Play the real one. Here's the real trailer from Dungeons and Dragons. I'm pure evil. <laughs> On your knees. Okay, chop it off. Chop it off. Let's do it. There are probably sharper stairs somewhere else. We're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. The Red Wizards created an army of the undead. Sounds lovely. Quite the opposite. I know I was being ironic. I find irony is a blade that cuts he who wields it most especially. You're not a lot of fun, are you? How are we going to pull this off? We're going to need a team. You need cool Follow me to the orifice. Back to school the orifice? I'll go last. Let's go! I don't mind that. She missed. No, that's not good. Aren't you sick of failing? We can die. There's worse things than dying. I lost everything that ever mattered to me. And if we quit now, that's for nothing. I don't want to see you die, which is why I'm going to leave the room. This ends now. The bridge is protected by an ancient trap. We must not trigger the mechanism. I may have triggered the mechanism. So. Sorry. I just totally created more work for you. Meh. <laughs> and did That's you know fun. that that moment I just did was totally improvised? What? <laughs> it was. I, I I don't know why I thought I'd do that right then and there. I just I just wanted to. Because you can never tell what I'm going to do. I'm a freaking loose cannon on this podcast.
thanks for making me re- revisit that trailer that I was never going to look up on my own. Did you? I haven't seen that trailer. When did that movie come out? I don't even remember. I think it was 2000. And uh, I was actually talking to Corinne about it earlier. Um, someone shared like a clip from it on some social thing. Uh, and that was the first time I'd seen it since the theater. And yeah, it's as bad as I remember. <laughs> like Jeremy so Irons saw, is you, just chewing the scenery. You saw that film in theaters. I did. Wow. I've never even seen it. Oh yeah. You're <laughs> oof. I mean, I think, it'd be, I think it'd be a fun, like hate rewatch, but, um, or maybe like, uh, mystery science theater 3000 or something like that. Yeah. Like I'm surprised, uh, maybe they did do it on how this get made. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just the early two thousands. Like they went for it. And, uh, I, again, I, I only saw that clip since then. So I, I can't remember much from it, but, well, um, I mean, I could, I can tell you on IMDb, the first review of it says, if you love D and D you'll hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it, 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 it wasn't, it was, it was like, it kind of had the spirit of this movie where it's um, fun and like pop culture-y and friend, uh, like about like a friendship team and stuff. But it was just like, I don't know, like a sci-fi channel budget and mm. <laughs> movie budget. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, Jeremy Irons is, it seems like he's in another movie and a lot of it's, uh, feels like it's on a green screen, um, or just out in California. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the good dungeon dungeons in film, uh, which actually has a little more heart to it than I expected as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Pine plays Edgen, who is um, a Harper, which I, I still understand. I, I don't understand the classes of people because I don't know I'm just stupid or something. Well, yeah, the poster's advertisement is a bard, but yeah, he actually has the backstory of being this Harper, which is like the ceremonial guard or like an elite uh, a guardian like, class or something. Yeah. Uh, and he has a wife and a kid, but it doesn't pay well. And the red sorceress, sorcerer people, uh, show up at his house to look for him because he's take took one of them into custody. They end up killing his wife, and uh, he ends up raising his daughter with his friend, um, Holga, played by Michelle Rodriguez. And he takes her, uh, they kind of thieve together, and um. Yeah, and then they uh, one of their hit or jobs goes sideways because uh, he's trying to get a dial um, or something to resurrect his wife, which I'm guessing is an actual Dungeons and Dragons thing. <laughs> um, I'm guessing a lot of these rules are established in Dungeons and Dragons. Forgive me, I don't know. Do you know, Brad? Uh, yeah, I. I occasionally I'd hear something in the dialogue be like, oh, I've heard of that before, but I'm not like, every time I play Dungeons and Dragons people hate me playing it because I just make up all this wild crazy stuff that is <laughs> insane and doesn't feel like <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, like, uh, I heard like Neverwinter Nights, and I was like, oh, that's a game I heard people play, and yeah, I, was, no, that, I, I, I didn't realize it was that. from this and Baldur's hmm. Gate, like that's another game that I didn't realize was part of Dungeons yeah. and Dragons yeah, I love that game for my PlayStation 2, I think. Um, so anyways, uh, he ends up getting captured, Her and him and Holga. And actually, that's when I really got into the film, is when he's explaining, trying to get parole. And you don't understand. You th- I, the whole time, he wants this uh, Jonathan guy to show up. And I thought it's because maybe he's, like, friends with him or something. But the real reason is, is he's trying to escape, and he's a bird man. And he jumps out the window with him and he uses the bird man so they don't hit the ground because they're in a tower. And now they're gonna be pardoned anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I knew I was in the right movie when they did that. We're gonna give you a pardon anyway. (laughs) 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 He did it all for nothing. Um so he's been locked up for a couple years and he left his daughter with uh Hugh Graham's character named Forge. And for the two years he's been gone, when he returns, he finds that 
Forge is now the I don't know what you call him, the ruler of the land or Yeah. He reminded me of like a Prince John or something. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And he used to be uh, a thief with them and used to go thieving with them. Yeah, and he with the help of uh Sophina, who is a red sorceress, they've kind of pillaged the town of all their riches and um put the real ruler is sick and can't do his duties, so by default forges. So Forge has been raising his daughter and telling her lies about um Chris Vine's character Edge Edgen and by the time he comes back, uh, she's been polluted her mind so much that uh, she doesn't want to go with him. He tries to kill him, and it doesn't work out. So they think of a way to um, basically overthrow him and Sophina. Um, and it's uh, they go on a mission to get this helmet for Simon, the uh, sorcerer who's with them. And uh, he recommends Doric, who I don't even know what race of people she is. But I think she was a druid, is what they said. Hmm. Um. I mean, my favorite character is the Zinc guy, or Zenic, or however you pronounce his name. Uh, he is the Paladin. (laughs) Oh, Paladin. The Paladin, yeah. Um, and. Yeah, he's just this badass, like, handsome dude who is, is quite literal. I forget what he, the line they say about irony, but it really made me laugh. Uh, yeah, he's kind of got a, um, oh my god. Uh, like a Drax Dra- vibe. Drax, exactly, yeah. Because there's even that part where he's, when he, he, he says, I must leave you now. And he goes, oh, he's walking in a straight line. <laughs> So oh, there's go a rock. It? Is he gonna go? Oh no, he's walking right on top of it. It's like really silly, but I don't know. I appreciated how silly it was. Yeah, it's uh, they definitely took a lot of uh, stuff from the structure of Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, put into this because yeah, like Chris Pine is um, God, I can't remember the Guardians' names. What happened to my brain? Star Lord. Star Lord. Uh, yeah, that guy's Drax. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is like a platonic. Um, Gamora. Yeah, got um, that. Yeah. The druids, uh, kind of like a a rocket raccoon, I guess. Okay, okay, I'm on board. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, it, you know, a movie lands on every. I mean, my audience was having a great time seeing it, and my wife was laughing, my kid was laughing, I was laughing. Um, I just think the movie is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, they they go fight that dragon. The dragon turns out to be like really fat, so it's like it's like a gluttonous dragon. It's dangerous, but it's also like sliding around because it can't stand up on its own legs. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. Um, and they devise that really clever plan of like using the mirror to like get in the vault. Um, and then it like yeah. still goes sideways. Um, and then they kind of have to do two things to get to the uh yeah, problem at the end. And um, yeah, and and then uh, Elgin. Like it's really cool how he honors his promise to give all the gold back to the city, and it thwarts uh, Seraphina's plan. And yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun watching it. And um, again, I I love movies like this when I go into them, and I only saw like a thirty second TV spot. I really didn't watch very many trailers for it because you mentioned it before. I'm I'm starting to trend more towards what you're doing is I'll see trailers if they're before films, uh, but I really don't seek them out very much anymore. Um, just like, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, when the original trailer dropped, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'll avoid, you know, TV clips or clips from the film and because um, I just want to experience the movie again or for the first time the right way. Yeah, I mean, at this point, because I go to the movies so much, I see the same trailers in front of everything so much as it is. Like, it's it's just exhausting to watch them again at home on, like, YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, the uh, Corinne mentioned the Spider-Verse, and I guess there's an international trailer that 
talks about the three Peters again from No Way Home. And I kind of want to just be surprised. So I didn't, I haven't watched it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Like if there's a movie, like I, like I, I hear it's, it announced and like I hear the idea in text. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of want to see what that is. So like something like the Turtles trailer comes out. I will watch that, you know, at least one time to see, like, get a feel for sure. what I'm in for. But after that, like, I don't want the story trailer. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. See a little tease of generally what I'm in for and then just be surprised at how the story unfolds rather than just having everything explained. Like, here's what the heroes are going to do. And you're just going to go watch it to find out if they accomplish it or not. And like, oh, that's not as fun. I mean, and uh that turtle trailer man on the big screen the animation that film looks incredible oh yeah um i can't wait to see that one it's like a dirty smudged new york city i missed that yeah and i i think the cool thing about spider-verse is it really uh or spider-man with miles morales it like it really opened up the studios to try new animation styles yeah for 20 years we've kind of had the same similar looking stuff. Um, yeah, I think when Toy Story first came out, there was a push to like, Hey, let's try to make this as real as possible. Uh, CG, like CG animated movie wise. And then they kind of got to people and were like, well, let's back off. And Pixar kind of settled into this, uh, happy medium of all that. And then a Mm -hmm. lot of the studios just kind of did their version of that. And so, um, it's, it's awesome. that They're trying to like, just in general, just do a different, blends of 2d and 3d styles and cell shading and everything and yeah yeah and i mean then you get artists and it, i think it brings back the artistry of 2d animation too where it's more unique and um i think that's only going to benefit the medium of animation yeah after watching puss and boots i'm just surprised that disney hasn't jumped on a three D two D like painted look uh for yeah, their next features. So hopefully they get to work on it. Unless they're buried in Moana. <laughs> uh you're welcome. <laughs> uh but yeah like the Barbie trailer uh it revealed a bunch of people I didn't even know were in it and that would have been a fun surprise as I was watching it. It's like oh Will Ferrell just showed up. Okay. Yeah well because you sent me that ghost face yeah. character poster from it which is Spot on because, you know, when you go online, it's because of the stuff that I look at. Of course, my algorithms are always going to do movies and video games and things like that. And I think there's this thing on Rotten Tomatoes where it's the Barbie character posters. And it looks like a magic eye almost because there's so many character posters. Yeah. Um, And yeah, now everyone's (laughs) just taking that template and adding every like pop culture character into it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess it's got people talking. (laughs) So yeah, you should go see Dungeons and Dragons anyway. <laughs> what we're saying, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun, lighthearted. Um, I think class. it's a good escape movie. Yeah. So yeah, see it. Uh, it's only Brad and I, but doesn't mean we're gonna leave you without what we've been watching. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, a couple things. Um, actually, kind of. Have, uh, last week I meant to talk to you about Ted Lasso since you're watching it now. But um, do you have anything new yeah, to add to that? Uh, uh no, because I'm not caught up. Because I've been too. I keep on getting busy and get distracted. Um, the last episode I saw was still season two. Um, but they just had the Christmas one with Phoebe. Mm. Um. But uh, I, I do love Roy Kent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it when he's doing the, I think it's season one actually, but when he's like on the, the like the sports center thing, just like, oh, yeah. Amy starts uh, suffering from the incurable condition of being a little bitch. Yeah. I, no, I think that's season two because he calls out, uh, he says, well, I don't care what you think. You're a shit manager. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Cause obviously he retired. So he's doing the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, he's saying what everybody wants to say. Okay, well, we'll just let you uh, get caught up in that then. Uh, speaking of Apple Plus, though, uh, I did watch uh, Severance. Mm, that's which... the... Uh, is that the Harrison Ford one? 
No, it's a uh, Adam Scott. Um, I watched it because it like oh, that's had right. a, yeah. yeah, ton of acclaim. Like it's a like a workplace thing. I was like, I, I've never really been sure like I about what it was, um, but I just heard people like, this is a great show. People got to watch it. And so, uh, yeah, since I had Apple Plus again, I was like, okay, dive into this. And for like a good four or five episodes, I was like, I don't get it. Like, what is <laughs> what is great about this and where are we going with all this? It's super weird. Um, and then you get to like the last three episodes. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you ended it here. Bring me season two right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a slow burn. Um, and then just hits you with all the stuff at the end. And you're like, God, you dirty. Ugh. <laughs> um anyway the story is adam scott um he works for this company called lumen and uh severance is this procedure that they have done on their employees that separates your work memories from your outside of work memories so hmm. when you enter the elevator and go to work all you remember is your life at work and when you come up the elevator and go back home you don't remember what you did at work um weird so yeah, and then he works in this team of uh, four people. Like one of them is John Turturro. Um, the first episode, they uh, are introduced to this uh, new girl um, who doesn't want to be there. And then there's like another programmer. Um, and like the departments are separated from other departments. Um, but John Turturro wanders into this other area that has like Christopher Walken is the head of this like design department. And no one really knows what they do what they're doing at work does for anything. Like they're not sure like their own department. They're just like deleting these numbers on a screen and they don't know what it does. And there's like theories that the numbers represent people and they're actually just killing people out in the real world. Um, so, uh, yeah. So there's like these, all these different mysteries about what's going on. Um, and then when they go home, apparently they, they, still interact with each other but they don't know that they're friends at work uh like some of them like r live right next to each other but um they don't know that they're actually co-workers and everything um and adam scott's character's wife recently died so he's in a deep depression um and so Ooh. he's trying to go to work more to forget about it um so yeah there's all these like crazy mysteries and then they all come to a head at the very end and you're just like damn it can't believe I got to wait to just resolve all this. <laughs> I got to get. I only have, I think, a month left of free for Apple TV, so I got to get caught up. <laughs> yeah, get caught up on uh, Ted Lasso and then hop over Severance, and it's also like a gorgeous show. Like for as bland and boring as The Office is, there and everything, um, it's also like a really, um, like interesting look. It, it's such because it's so weird, you know. It's there's, mm -hmm. it really enhances the mystery aspect to it. Um, hmm. and the last me. Thing, yeah, and the last thing I talked about uh, was a movie called Smoking Causes Coughing, which is uh, oh, from the maker the of guy. yeah, from the rubber guy, and uh, it's kind of fun. Um, it's super weird, obviously, um, and then like the story is not that interesting, but it's just like the little bits and the sense of humor is what makes it good. Um, it starts out right away with this like Power Ranger style uh, group of heroes called the tobacco force and the movie starts out with them fighting like a typical reader repulsa monster like in a rubber suit or whatever and the, the tobacco force because they use like carcinogens to like blast um you know, the <laughs> monsters or whatever and kill them and they're all about crusading against smoking uh so they're fighting this monster and then uh off in the distance this family like on a road trip pulls up and the kid goes like i gotta take a leak and so he walks out into the into the forest and like sees over the ledge that his you know he's a fan of the tobacco force and they're fighting a monster and he's like dad come see this and so they watch him fight the tobacco force and then like they make the monster explode and it just covers everybody in blood <laughs> um and they're like oh this is awesome and they like get selfies take it with them and they're like covered in blood <laughs> like it's just extra violent for no good reason <laughs> um and then uh they go they get picked up in their van by this like robot they don't, like don't like that much and uh the it almost like danger five they have this boss who's a like a rubber rat like puppet rat thing that's like always drooling out of his mouth for some reason like this gr gross green slime he's like uh you guys 
are a little out of sync, so I'm going to send you on a retreat. And so they just drive him, or they drive the team like a little deeper into the forest and let them out. Um, and immediately that robot like drives away from him or like rolls away. It's like a little Johnny Five type robot. He rolls away and then just rolls off into this like lake and just like dunks himself in the lake. And uh, they're like, what happened to the robot? And uh, their, their boss is like, he was programmed to commit suicide once the task was done. And we're going <laughs> to send you a new robot. And then they like go into this underground layer um, where they're super psyched about their steel beds and their refrigerator opens up into a grocery store with like an attendant. And uh, then they end up just like telling weird stories the whole time. Like one of them, uh, like they have a campfire outside. So they're like telling scary stories. Um, and then later on, they're telling a story about like this one dude who gets his like legs stuck in like some industrial grinder, but he's still alive. And so he's talking to his boss of like, hey, okay, uh, I'm going to get you out of here. But they don't know how to like reverse it. So he just keeps getting grinded more and more until he's uh, just a mouth and a bucket of blood. <laughs> but he can still talk and he's still sentient. And uh, <laughs> the boss has to take him to his um, like it was his, or her. It was her nephew, and she has to take him to her sister's birthday party as a bucket of blood and mouth. Um, yeah, it's just so weird, um, but also like silly and funny at the same time. So, huh? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything else from that guy. Yeah, he's very unusual. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the overall purpose of it was, but as far as like a sit in the moment and just kind of watch silly gags is is kind of fun. So. But I think that's the point is he just likes me. It's it's he's like, seems like a filmmaker where he just has like a vision of something like an, something imaginative and then just executes it. Yeah. Without I any mean, real purpose. I, it's hard because I mean, I own rubber and it's hard to get someone to watch it when you tell them it's about a killer tire. You know what I mean? And I don't. I don't know how to make it. More accessible. You just got to strap in and enjoy it. That's all I can say. Yeah. And uh, that film looks like it too. Do they all have really big heads or is that just a poster? Uh, That might be just like their helmets, like their Power Rangers helmets. Like they have human faces on under it and everything. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, and then like they get that new robot that shows up and they hate him even more and they just make like call him a piece of shit all the time and uh he's constantly loading. Like he's supposed to be the superior model, but he's like slow to download and upload things and yeah. Anyway. That's what so I So would you recommend people seeing it? I, I really only if you're a fan of the work, like um if you're familiar with rubber and wrong, I think I think if you're a casual film goer, you'll just be like, we left, left scratching your head, like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an acquired taste. Um, yeah, this week, I really didn't watch anything new. I, um, I got the Resident Evil 4 remake and I've been playing that and it's really awesome. And, um, if you have a PlayStation 5 or Xbox, I would definitely get it. It's, worth it um they modernize the game and um the visuals are incredible and the voice acting is good but they still kept like dorky lines in it where there's a part where you can have this lantern fall down and light a cow on fire and it'll run through the village and kill the villagers and leon says send me the bill (laughs) (laughs) and they left that line in there so um I'm down. I had, I, it's a really awesome game and they made one of the best survival horror games even better. I remember that was like the big first exclusive on GameCube. Yeah. It, um, they had the Resident Evil remakes, but that was, yeah, that's, that's the first one that kind of broke away from the, this traditional gameplay and also was like, yeah, kind of exclusive. So I had a lot of fun yeah. playing it on the oh, way yeah, back then. The- I mean the uh the big one is now they um you can move while you aim your gun. 
but I, I forgot how satisfying it is to um, shoot the village people in the leg and then run up and just like roundhouse kick them through walls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my favorite thing to do is not to like kill them outright, but to, you know, incapacitate them enough where I can run up and just roundhouse kick them. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about like how that game is almost 20 years old now. I know. God. I know, dude. We're getting old. <laughs> you're so fresh. And now I remember buying the fucking GameCube, the purple one. And I did I forgot to mention it in my article about my 118th favorite film, uh, Freddy versus Jason, about how we bought the blue the DVD and watched it at Game Crazy instead of working. <laughs> uh what a great time. Yep. I don't know why they didn't promote us or <laughs> <laughs> why that store got out of business. I don't know. I'll never know. <laughs> I have no idea. Hey nerds, Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I talk about something devastating I've been watching lately. Specifically the one, two, three punch that is Ted Lasso, the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian, which premiered last night within six hours of each other. Man, these showrunners really are trying to kill me. Thankfully, this is the last week I'll have all three shows to talk about, because Bad Batch Season 2 finale was, yep, it was sad. It was basically Empire Strikes Back for this show. You know, betrayals, captures, uh, people getting lost, people getting saved or not saved, and yep, yep, pretty, pretty sad. So, you know, I would say, you know, go watch The Bad Batch, but... You know, now I don't think I can I can do that because this show is so sad. <sighs> anyway, so Ted Lasso, thankfully that was the first thing to kick off last night. And yeah, it was a hilarious episode. Um, lots of good storylines and, and character growth being set up and, um, you know, little tidbits for what I think we're going to get later in the season. The show, um, it hasn't quite devastated me yet, but I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then thankfully I, I decided, you know, when the Star Wars shows dropped, um, <clears throat> 1 a.m. our time and I was stupidly up to watch them, um, I decided to watch The Bad Batch first because I figured it would be pretty emotionally devastating and then I, you know, watched The Mandalorian afterward. Thankfully that worked out because The Mandalorian episode was a lot lighter than The Bad Batch this week, which is unusual, but... Um, yeah, the Mandalorian episode, uh, normally I'd be like, oh, like it, it seemed like it took forever and you know, it's, it's all just more set up and like, where, where's the show even going? But you know what? Last night I just needed them to like fly around and, and save people and blow shit up. So, <laughs> um, I still, I still have concerns about the season as a whole. I, I think they, they are starting to make some progress on, like, where the storyline is going and what the, like, plot and the conflict is beyond just, like, oh, these characters interact together. It's like, okay, we're looking at the bigger picture now. Um, yeah, it's still... It's not like A leads into B, B leads into C, C leads into D with this show, or at least not with this season. You know, that's how it was last season, but now this season it's more like A leads into H and H leads into... Four and four leads into epsilon. So it's like, why, why, why are you just now doing this? I'm so confused. Anyway, uh, don't want to say too much to spoil things, but um, if you've seen the show, I think you probably get an idea of what I'm talking about. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just really sleep deprived because I woke up at one a.m. to watch Star Wars for an hour and a half. So you know. Yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso, man. It's going to get me soon. I know it is. I just know it is. Oh, by the way, I did finish my Ted Lasso Season 3 series finale predictions post. It's on the Real Nerds website. If you don't give a crap about Season 3 spoilers, please go check it out. Or once the season is over, the show is over, and everybody's caught up on everything, then you can go back and you can see whether I was right or wrong in any of my predictions. So, yep. All right. I will talk to you nerds next time with something a little bit happier, but yeah, between being sleep deprived and, and sad, this is all I got for you today. 
I guess go watch The Bad Batch if you want to watch, get your heart ripped out. So, okay, have fun with that. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time with something. Bye. Cool. Uh, next week is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Woohoo! Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Are you going to get to watch your uh, movie party after all, or do you, are you stuck doing Easter stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm stuck doing Easter stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess, you know, my in-laws did spend a lot of money for me to have this really nice Easter brunch, but... <laughs> actually, You've been waiting Friday, all your life for a Super Mario Brothers movie, though, so I think that's kind of paramount. I agree. I, um, I, I will say that uh, I think on Friday I'm going to take Kellen to the 40X version of it, because I think that would probably be really fun. Cool. I can't wait that long. I'm going to watch it on Wednesday. I wish. If I didn't have to work from 6 to 6 and then be work the next day 6 to 6, then I would do it. (laughs) Oh, come on. You can watch a 10, 15 showing. I mean, I could if I didn't have to worry about, (laughs) you know. You don't need to be sharp for your job. (laughs) True. (laughs) You you can go a day with like a jittery hand, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we good. Um. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's a rare Wednesday release, so I'm going to take advantage of it. I know. I've seen their show. They have midnight showings of it today. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.